2: Here's a message from friends of the show.
3: My name is Nick Perrin and I'm an actor, writer, and game master. And on Tabletopd, I talk with an expert game master every week to find out the best ways to run amazing games and tell epic stories. Looking to start DMing? Or maybe you've been a game master for a long time and want to spice up your table? Then this podcast is for you. Tabletopd is released on Mondays wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Welcome everybody to today's episode. Really excited to be talking with somebody who hasn't appeared on the show in almost two years, if you can believe that. But has it really maybe, been that long. Wow. It has been. Yeah, it was last like last March when when our guest tonight was last on the show. But we'll get into all that in a minute when we when we introduce her tonight. But before we get into that, Mr. Miller, Mr. Myers, good evening. How are things wherever you happen to be in this on this this beautiful summer Tuesday night? So I am sitting squarely
0: in the heart of TTJ's Virtual Studio South, enjoying the day. I have had an amazing game weekend, really jazzed. I have another great game weekend coming up. Uh, I had a lot of planning and prepping to do going into the weekend. I had a game session on Saturday, Drinking and Dragons which was absolutely brilliant, fantastic, playing Star Trek Adventures. I had a large table, a number of new folks, as well as some veterans to gaming, and one veteran, that being Glenn, to STA. Brilliant game, wonderful time. Followed that Sunday by doing some character generation for the new Patreon game, Star Trek Expeditions, because as those who listen carefully to the show will know, Star Trek Preservations continues, but it's going to be a dedicated actual play cast moving yeah. forward that doesn't rotate. It is that cast is going to carry on the remainder of the season and the seasons that follow. Yeah. But our patrons are still playing in the same game world. So we have spun off. Their characters have transferred to a new ship the USS Michael Collins, and that will be in its own game, the Trek Expeditions. Those in our Facebook community, those who ask us lots of questions, those who are interested, there's a couple different ways to kind of get in on that fun. We will certainly post little bits and snips here and there. Some of that information, some of what goes on in their corner of the of the galaxy will show up and be a part of Preservations. But in general, the best way is just Give us a check out, hit our Patreon, yeah. sign up for the Patreon and you will be invited. We'll get a quick semi session zero. We'll get a character made. We'll build a space shuttle and we'll uh, get you playing the game within a month and you will be having yeah. a blast. Just yeah. guaranteed.
2: Guaranteed. I am. I'm very much looking forward to recording the first session with with that cast. The next episode called I forgot now. Chasing After the Wind is the name of the next episode. So I'm very I'm very excited for this. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good time. We are getting to the point of season one where decisions that the characters have made, albeit because of situations that Lee Wanika and I have put them in, but decisions that they have made are starting to impact the sector that they are working within. And so there's there's gonna be some fun coming up on that front. So I'm really looking forward to, yeah, to we're recording
1: uh, that this yeah. weekend based on now our actual recording time, not the airtime of this episode. Correct. But, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yep.
2: Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And the yep. one last thing,
0: which we were all a part of, so I'll let Glenn take up this. We had the amazing opportunity to join the folks at Continuing Conversations to record an episode for their YouTube channel. It will hopefully have aired by the time this airs. Not sure exactly how that's going to work out. There yeah. might be some timey-wiminess there. but yeah. absolute, I think Michael said that there would because of
2: Jen Con. Yeah. yeah,
0: but absolute brilliance and really loving the fact that we got to sit down with Jim and Michael on that. I'll let Glenn tell more of that story, though.
1: No worries. So we're... When are we anticipating releasing this episode for Lucky Newt Games? Oops, I I let out the cat out of the bag of who's with us tonight.
2: (laughs) Not the coming Friday, but the Friday after.
1: It was so much fun to sit down with Mike Dismuke and Jim Johnson. We had Joe from our own Captain Tobor on with us as well, and it was a really great conversation. And this weekend, for myself, coming out great, I went to Liwanika's Drinking and Dragons game on Saturday. Had a wonderful Mm -hmm. time. And now Trish and I are just busting our own... Tails trying to get ready to roll because on Thursday we head west towards Wisconsin.
2: I am excited for future chapters of Where Is Glenn this week because the last couple episodes of this of this season have been a little dry. You've been in Connecticut forever, so like I'm really excited to go ahead and Where Is Glenn this week. I'm excited. I'm excited for some. The next time we record, actually, spoilers, I yeah. think
1: I'll be in Ohio. Mm. Uh, I think I'll also be in Indiana for one because we're it's taking us like nine days to get to Wisconsin because we don't want to just drive straight through. Sure. So we're. Ohio? No, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, Mm -hmm. we're going to be at a national park for three days, and then we're going to move on for a couple of days, and then stay three days, and then move on for a day, and then we'll be there.
2: What part of Pennsylvania are you going to be in?
1: It's near the national park. That has the, because I cannot think of the name of it right now off the top of my head, but it has channels and lock system, a historic one where you pull into the channel and they fill the lock to raise the boat to the next.
2: If it was Western Pennsylvania, you would be out there at the same time that Pensac is running, which of course is the gigantic SCA event that takes place over two weeks and has this year. It's the 50th anniversary of Pensac, So there's going to be like 15,000 people there. So So
1: I want to say it's going to be mid Pennsylvania because it's only a four and a half hour drive. And to get to Western Pennsylvania is seven.
2: Is like a two-day drive, yeah. No, it's, it's easily seven hours across Pennsylvania, for sure. Yeah.
1: Here to Pittsburgh's eight to nine.
2: Without any further ado, let us introduce or reintroduce tonight's guest. So you may recognize Laura from Lucky Newt Games from when she appeared on the roundtable for International Women's Month that we did, not this past March, but the March before when we had Beth the Bard and Navi from Couple of Drakes on. We also had Laura from Lucky Newt Games on, and Laura reached out to me probably what, two months ago now at this point to say, hey, I'm doing this crowdfunding campaign starting in in July. I'd love to go ahead and come on the show and talk about it. And I said, yeah, of course, you, yes, please. We will make space on our calendar for you. So Laura, welcome back to Tabletop Journeys. Lovely to have you back. Happy to be back. How have things been going? What has Lucky New Games been up to in the last uh, almost two years since you've been on?
3: It's been a bit of a roller coaster ride. A lot of things happening in the personal life. Game production has is- had to slow down to an absolute crawl because just one thing after another, flying back and forth between Washington and Massachusetts to take care of business. And it's just been crazy. And of course, raising a toddler, you know, that's always very time consuming.
2: <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. No, no idea whatsoever. Of course yeah. you don't.
3: <laughs> but we have hit a big milestone recently. We've reached 50 games under our name that's crazy <laughs> oh, that is we,
1: five we, zero that's wow. a lot
3: to be fair they're all lightweight games some fit on yeah. the size of a business card others I think at most our longest game would be nine pages long oh, and wow. half of that is player assets player tools yep
2: nice we are about to crowdfund our fourth book we'll be announcing that very shortly but but yeah I can only 50 sounds crazy even if they're even if they're short like we're about to go ahead and put out a short for us, twenty-page book around right around August first for people that are paying attention, and uh, it even that's taking us what months to go ahead and put together. So I can only imagine what what doing fifty games would be like. Cool, we're awesome. I'm really excited to go ahead and talk about the campaign tonight. I think, uh, gentlemen, I guess that means that it is initiative time. Break out my new fan roll D20. See what anyone have a plus. <laughs>
3: None I of us have a plus <laughs> eight. To that, so.
1: When I was younger, I might have had a plus two.
0: Hmm. I only have a plus two to decks when I have a football in my hand. But right now, all I've got is this amazing fan roll die, which we picked up. Happy to say that we are affiliates for them. So, anybody interested in fan roll dice, they have amazing dice, all different price ranges from the super expensive collectibles down to the I just need to grab some really nice dice to throw down. So, it is something I'm really happy about and happy to say that. We're we're now a part of that affiliate program with
1: Fanroll. Nice. Dude, I ordered my Fanroll dice too and I'm, I'm excited cuz they're recycled. I loved yeah. it. They yeah. take the leftover leavings and they actually make these like patchwork dice and they're super cool.
3: Anyway. Plus one on morality. That is very
1: cool. yeah. I yeah, I have
0: missed that. I
1: might
2: have to grab some of those. I'm rocking a 16 on mine. I'm I not going nice. to I guess that means Mr. Myers, the first question of the first round is yours, sir. <laughs> Nice. I
1: get the low-hanging fruit too. I'm going to give you (laughs) a a nice, easy softball, Laura. Um, Just it has been almost two years since you were on our show last, and we mentioned the fact that you are part of a company called Lucky New Games, and we threw out that you have 50 titles under your belt. But that's about unless somebody's already a Lucky New Games fan and playing your titles. If they aren't familiar, why don't you, if you would please, for the first question, give us Some history. Give us the overview of Lucky Newt Games, what you guys do, what you bring to the market, where they, not necessarily where they can find you, we'll do all your tags and stuff at the end. Favorite projects, collaborations, that kind of thing. Give us the brief history of Lucky Newt Games.
3: All right. Brief history. Oh, boy. Originally, I was doing written commissions for short fictions, and it was gnawing on me about wanting to do my own project, but books always intimidate the heck out of me. Excuse me. And Mini Newt is born, my little girl, we refer to her as Mini Newt online. And my partner, Nick and I, my partner in life, we've been creating kind of our own universe since 2008 and trying different systems with it, seeing what works with it, seeing what doesn't, just having all sorts of fun with it. About two years ago in 2021, I had already tried getting into the board game business kind of got overwhelmed because it was, I was getting too much feedback from too many different types of board gamers. So they wanted X, wanted Y, wanted X. And I just, yeah. So I shelved that. And then I see this announcement about the one page RPG jam. And I figure one page I can tackle that. Let's do this. And one cranky dragon was born. I take an inspiration from mini newt. It's a motion and memory game, something that You can play with little kids. And this was something that I could get excited over the idea of playing with her when she got a bit older. And it all just took off from there. About three games in, I started getting this idea for a much darker, more mature themed game that dealt with violence and psychology and things like that. But I really felt hesitant to dive into that direction because I already had a few games under my belt. All the games I had under my belt could be viewed as family-friendly. I talked with a few other gamers about it and my biggest influences, Beth from Beth and Angel Make Games and Michael Lowe from Luck of Legends, both encouraged me to stick with the family-friendly kind of branding. And I am so glad that they did because we've been doing family-friendly games ever since and it's been an absolute blast. It's to be able to create something that is my own creation or my partner's own creation or usually a collaboration of us both to be able to look at Mini Newt and say, hey, this is what I'm working on. And to know that maybe in a couple of years, this is something that I I can bring to the table with her and maybe her friends. So the biggest thing with Lucky Newt games is that it's all family friendly. Younger kids may not always be able to understand how to play certain games, but there's always enough control over the theme that you're not gonna feel embarrassed playing it when they're in the room. Also, we try to focus on equity, all inclusive types of games. No violence against any legally protected group of peoples, none of that. One of our big goals is to help people out during hard times, whether it's through laughter and good humor, or through some introspection or bringing in comfort. All the games are meant to just make you either stop and think or make you feel a little bit better, despite or maybe because of the day that you're having.
1: I like that. That's actually really cool. And to deliberately choose to m- keep and make your focus on family-friendly material, whether your kids are the kids are of the appropriate age or not, that's up to the parents and they got to wait until they're ready for yep. them. But that's a cool thing to make your statement.
3: As a quick side note, if anyone wants to find even more family-friendly games, TRPG Kids is an absolutely amazing resource for that. Steph, the person who does all the work behind the scenes actually created some games as well that they play with their own kiddo and phenomenal creator phenomenal work that they do just cannot sing their praises enough
2: <laughs> fantastic excellent nice. all right, right. miss i think it uh, falls to me that's yeah, your question yeah
3: all right
0: laura i before it was before we got sat down tonight, and we were and the cameras came on, and we got to say our hellos and all that pre pre show conversation and hilarity. I had been doing some reading and prepping for tonight, and it dawned on me that I personally had never heard of Crowdfunder. Now I know that your latest project is going to be launching on Crowdfunder a few days from now. As we're recording, it will be in place by the time this episode goes to air. But what can you tell me about? crowdfunder and why this over other options that are out there. Everybody's Kickstarter, many people have heard of itch or itchio. However, it it technically needs to be said, I just say itch, but what was it that said crowdfunder? That's my gym. That's the one that's going to make this project sing.
3: I'll be honest, I knew not much at all about crowdfunder when I started this. I'm a super backer on Kickstarter, most, probably 75% of the TTRPGs I have are from Kickstarters. It was actually stuff again, from TRPG Kids, who contacted me in a message pointing out that their July spotlight was going to be on kids and young adult creators. And so I figured, you know what, if ever there was a time, I'll try. <laughs> but the more I'm learning about it, the more I'm falling in love with it, because... There are things you can do on crowdfunder on even the backer level on the backer side of things that you can't do on Kickstarter. Like on crowdfunder, did you know you could actually choose more than one tier to purchase, which I thought was really cool. And on crowdfunder as well, there are three different types of rewards. There's perks like getting a shout out or a thank you. There's the actual product. But there's also a wish. So if a person, if a creator that you really enjoy is going through a hard time and you need help with medical bills, for example, they can say, all the money that's going into this wish, this tier, is only going for that purpose. But you don't get anything of it, except you get the absolute feel goods of knowing, hey, I get to support them in this. And I know that all my money is going to that. And that's not something on Kickstarter either. Usually it's just you can specify in the tier itself, but it's not classified that way. And it's just the crowdfunder team on Discord has been absolutely phenomenal. Very quick about answering questions, very supportive. There have been a few times when I felt like I was asking a really obvious question and they were just really chill about it. So between the crew that's behind it between... I've never been on the creator side of Kickstarter, but even as someone with a lot of experience backing projects on Kickstarter, I'm excited to see how other people's experience with Crowdfunder is, and I'm probably going to be going back to Crowdfunder a lot more after this.
2: Interesting. All right. Cool. Yeah, because Crowdfunder it was not a program that that I'd heard about either, and it seems the perks are similar to Kickstarter add-ons but not exactly. But the whole the whole Wish thing, yeah, that's totally kind of like a mix between like Kickstarter and... GoFundMe. Um, yeah. It's like a combination between the two in, in one platform, which is neat too.
3: Yeah. Cool. And it's great because there are even options on CrowdFunder. I was doing some research by looking at other people's pages and you do have creators on there who are asking for monthly support who are asking for, hey, I this is my day job. You do this for me, I send this to you. Or as a wish, sure. keep the gears running, keep the lights on for us. So yeah. it does feel like a one place one stop place to shop for either products like Kickstarter or wishes or things like that.
0: Or <laughs> Patreon. Interesting.
3: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Interesting. Cool. All right. Now that we've talked about like why you chose Crowdfunder, what is the campaign that you're running and what is, why, are you running a, why are you running a campaign? Like, so, why did you choose to Crowdfund it and all that sort of stuff? But what is the campaign
3: that you're running? The July Spotlight, like I said, seemed right in my wheelhouse. Kids and young adult creators, I'm all about family-friendly games. It's a perfect match made in Elvin. Your story? Oh, yeah. The thing is, we've been wanting to become an LLC for a long chunk of time now. The issue is one of the hardest things with becoming an LLC is the cost. Because LLC or limited liability company is all about these awesome legal protections for indie creators or small companies without a lot of the complications of a corporation and what they have for protections. And we want to continue to make all-inclusive family-friendly games, but With a lot of the laws coming out in different states, we have to watch our backs. We have to make sure that we have that legal protection. There's a game that I'm so excited about that I dreamed up recently called Chrysalis Dreams. It's actually gonna be one of the stretch goals in the crowd the campaign that I'm launching. But the allegory there is very obvious. And before I make a game that I've never made an I don't think I've made a game with that obvious of an allegory before. So before I do, I want the protections. I want to know that if, I don't know, some kid in X, Y, or Z state happens to be at school while downloading one of these games, I'm not getting in trouble for it. Yeah. And it's a scary legal climate out there. It's a scary political climate out there. And I do my best to avoid politics like the freaking plague. But you do have to watch out for things like that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That was when we first went legit. Like Louinique and I were kind of yeah, exactly. We, we made the decision to go ahead and become an LLC for kind of like exactly that reason. We wanted the structure and the protections and everything like that. And then, and yeah, it is. Uh, it was not inexpensive <laughs> to go ahead and do that, but worth it. I can definitely say
0: that our conversation went very much like this. Man, we've been talking about this for a long time. We don't want to do this other thing, which, which by the way, was politics. Because we <laughs> right. too wanted to avoid it like the plague. And uh, what followed was, we should do this about gaming. We got to do this about the hobby. We got to do about role-playing i'm like absolutely and uh, so that was two sentences no to politics yes to gaming third sentence uh, we got to form an llc like it literally was that like at least in my head josh correct me if i'm wrong that's pretty much how that went i think we
2: came up with a name before we decided to join it to form an llc but that i could be yeah okay i could be wrong with that
0: I thought the name came after the idea of doing the LLC,
1: but you know I, these are things that it was, was real really, early, guys. Real, real early. early yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay, well, let me just head that one off with the past. So before we bring it into round two, I was hoping, what is the structure of the campaign? Yeah. yeah.
3: All right, it's not as short as an elevator pitch, but we'll see what we can do. <laughs> <laughs> so we have thirty-six different games across seven different theme bundles. We've got. The TTRPG Bundle, which includes a brand spanking new game based off the Lasers and feeling system, as well as a brand new, never-before-seen, still in the Ideas Stage game. The working title is The Yass Game. In fact, the system for it is so new, it was actually created in my Discord server not too long ago, and it's called The Yass System. We also have the Best of Bundle, which is our top six best-selling, most downloaded games in the past three years. Why six? Because we like you. We have the Pocket Bundle, which is loaded with games that can fit either on a business card, on a bookmark, or on a playing card. We have a Print and Play Bundle, which is games that include custom cards, custom tokens. One of them even has a custom game board for it that you can print out. We have a journaling slash Q&A bundle, games that you can either solo journal through, or you can even work with someone that you enjoy building stories with, or work with a younger player to build these different stories and play. We have a Christmas in July and August bundle, including a bunch of holiday-themed games. Little Krampus Comes at Night, I Went to the North Pole once, a bunch of different ones. And then we have all, uh, sorry, all the bundles bundle, which includes all 36 games at a discount price. We're also going to have an a la carte option uh, to keep on for any three games, whether they're part of the campaign or not. If they're on my Itch.io page, they're up for grabs for the a la carte. And there's going to be a community copy fund tier, which is if you put in $5, we can put a community copy on the Itch page for, that, for a game. You'll be contacted after the campaign to find out which game or random is an option. And we'd like to also include your name as a thank you on that game page, or you can choose not to have your name included. And then we're going to have stretch goals, lots of stretch goals. Just for making the goal, we're going to have art spots. Whistling Wolf Cafe, I believe the tea bundle was what I had going on the last time I was on here. Whistling Wolf Cafe, I'm making custom cards for it. And I'm getting the art commission for it. We're at the customer cards. And there's going to be a limited number of art spots open for that. The reason why it's not a tier is because all the money that backers put into that particular thing, that package, is going straight to the artists. So that there's no extra charges, there's nothing added to the goal so that we can try to make this goal as easily and as smoothly as possible. You're also, all backers are going to get a copy of Chrysalis Dreams once we hit that goal upon release. We also have three awesome guest writers. We have at different goals, stretch goals. We're going to have Steph from TRPG Kids. We're going to have Jason from Mythforge Games. And we're going to have Hassan Yangdi from Hassan County. All three will be making adventures if we get to that. And we're also at the Ultimate Stretch Goal is a free copy of the multiplayer version of Whistling Wolf Cafe. I've been working on this bad boy for the past, goodness, a year easily when I realized that the games did not easily transfer from solo version to multiplayer version. And it's going to include optional cards to help tweak things and twist things and make it more replayable. It's going to have a whole new set of rules that are still going to keep the essence of Whistling Wolf Cafe, which is just that whole cafe simulator, cozy, comfy kind of game. Still with some competitiveness with it, though, because it is going to be player versus player. But no take that mechanics involved. And anything over that goal is going to go to artwork for Chrysalis Dreams and for Rooster and Owl. I forgot to mention, there's another stretch goal where if we reach that goal, all backers are going to receive two free games from me. That one is already finished. The other one is still in the making, but I have the framework written out. And it's just, there's so much to look forward to. Our goal is specifically set up to cover for the LC, the costs and the costs for getting the campaign going. Nothing extra in there. And we're being as transparent with that as possible. So these stretch goals are things that I'm excited about. Things that I want to get going and bring to bring to fans. So, yeah.
4: in the epic world of Dragonlance, where heroes rise and legends are forged, a new chapter awaits. Journey deeper into the realms of Kryn with this thrilling supplement that brings new possibilities to your game. Unleash the power of three awe-inspiring subclasses that will redefine the way you play. Embrace the wild nature of the lunar eyes which watch all of Kree and let it feed your inner beast as a path of the Three Eyes Barbarian. Harness the raw power of the Moons of Kryn and focus their powerful gifts through your Chi with the way of the Three Moons Monk. Or, focus your strength of character in defense of those around you with the Oath of the Bright Blade's power. With these thrilling new subclasses, your adventures will reach unprecedented heights. Immerse yourself in the rich lore and captivating world of Dragonlance, while adding your own unique stories to the tapestry of Kryn. Unlock the potential of these three dynamic subclasses and embark on a journey that will shape your very destiny. Are you ready to forge your own legends?
2: All right, gents. That brings us to uh, to round two. So let's see if I can get out of the basement here. that be dun, right. dun, 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 dun. seventeen. There we are. Nineteen. All right, Mr. Miller. Oh, Right. Excellent. So, <laughs> Glenn went to the end. I was shifted up one position. All right. Got it.
1: Yeah. Excellent. That's okay.
2: That's okay. I'll make a
0: lab. You uh, actually covered a couple of my questions in your last answer. So thank you very much. Me too. Uh very welcome. Scooped uh, by the interviewee. That happens from time to time, but as a true professional, I am prepared. Your games mm-hmm. are wonderful. They're, you've got some that are pocket games. You've got some that are page games. You've got – the T game has a board and all of those things to it. And I think that those are wonderful. My question is if I'm having a game night with a bunch of my friends, we're not going to do a TRPG, but we're going to do a game night. What's the play time or the average play time for most of your games, recognizing that you're going to have some that are probably on the short end of one or on the long end of the other. But what would you say most of your games come in for play length and that type of thing?
3: Probably... It's difficult to say because some of it is the journaling games and that is fully dependent on how much you want to flesh out the answers to the different prompts. But if I had to take a wild guess, I'd say probably 20 to 40 minutes would be a good average.
0: So you could play one game with many of your games, journaling TRPG style uh, aside, you could play a couple in a good game night one or two maybe even three rounds if people are really getting into it
3: oh yeah excellent
2: Nice and having games that are like that—that that short and not that compact, really. Because I would imagine that there, there's plenty of plenty of upper bound to that, right? Where it's yeah, you can go ahead and play it in 20 to 40 minutes. But if your players are really finding something that resonates with them, or really finding an angle that you want to explore, or something like that, you can diverge down that pathway to go ahead and dive into one topic a little bit more, or something like that too. So that's I like games that kind of have that kind of upside. Like that's nice.
3: Oh yeah, it's funny because I had a review for Whistling Wolf Cafe one time in the past year about, because that game is typically going to be about 30 minutes long, give or take, and this review... Apparently they had played for a couple of hours and didn't even finish the game because they kept on trying to imagine each and every customer and come in with little backstories for them. <laughs> oh wow! Nice. It was just—it was really cool. So, yeah, user experience might vary. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> I like that. Well, user and it's
1: experience funny you say that because we regularly joke whenever we jump into a game. That if you planned for a scenario with, if me, Lee, Wanika, and Josh are sitting down to play with you, if you plan for a scenario to take half an hour, it's probably really going to take an hour and a half by the time <laughs> we're done RPing the crap out yeah. of it. Yeah. That's just the way we are. So some people run longer games. It's yeah. a true story.
0: I, exactly. Uh, one of my favorite, one of my podcasting heroes and newscasting heroes is Kai Rizdahl. And he's very famous for saying, user's mileage may vary. Yes. <laughs> I think that's very appropriate here. <laughs>
2: so I want to dive a little bit a parallel question to the one that that Luanika asked here but I know that you talked earlier about how one of the games is built on lasers and feelings and in the bundles you've got games that are built on the diversified engine you get some that are I guess you have games that are built on the mosaic engine but they're not in the bundles and everything like that you get some that are best built on second guess systems stuff like that why the diversity I guess is the question right so what what is it about the various systems that you find that they're bringing to your games or is it really just that you're approaching it from a game fits a particular style And that's the angle that you're going with? Or is there kind of more method to the madness about why you're picking these at the various systems? Oh, method to madness.
3: I wish there was. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, a lot of times I'll have half baked ideas. I'll put them in a file, save them, and sometimes I'll come across a game system that just melds perfectly with it. Other times it's the other way around. I've been wanting to make a Lasers and Feelings game since I first saw it three years ago or two years ago. And I finally had this idea that just clicked with it, which is swords and magic and modern skills. And it's, I don't know if you guys know the term Isekai from anime? No. Pretty much you get sucked into a fantasy world, a d and esque world. And you have to combine your modern skills with your training in that fantasy world to try to f- defeat the big bad. And there's a whole system for that. And, like, the first year that I took part in a One Page RPG Jam, I was highly impressed by a game called I Went to Japan Once. I'm a bit of a weeaboo. (laughs) I'm not afraid to admit it. But I actually made a few different games based on that, and I have a couple of them in this campaign, including I Fell into an Isekai Once and I Went to the North Pole Once. And it's just there's some systems that lend themselves to game ideas so easily that it just seems like a perfect match and vice versa. Other times I've made a game system based on a game jam, or I've made a game with a system based on a game jam, like the Mosaic games I made recently. You can actually get those for free on my Itch.io page. But that was thanks to the Tiny Library game jam. And yes, I got accepted. I had one accepted in that. Totally excited. But others have had different game jams have had very specific themes that if you have an idea for that, you run with that. And I know that Sprinting Owl runs these bundles, these different theme bundles. It actually took one of their bundles for me to make a game that involved cards because they had a card-related bundle. I had nothing to put into it. And it's one of those things where either you link your game right then or once there's 50 people involved, that's it. He cuts it off. The bundle's getting made. So I want to make sure that didn't happen again. And I went on complete bundle, a complete card game creation mania for a while. (laughs) And sometimes it's just these spurts of inspiration. Just I like to run with it and then I burn out. And then I stay away from it a while, and then I go back to it until inspiration strikes again.
2: I know, yeah. Did that actually uh, answer
3: the question? <laughs> it did,
2: yeah, absolutely. You Basically, you go, you pick a system based on what's inspiring you and everything. And, and as I suspected, it's, some, it's a chicken and egg kind of situation, right? It's like sometimes you're inspired by a game system to write a particular game. Sometimes you're inspired by a game to go use a particular system. That's, that's...
3: Thank you for parsing my rambles. <laughs> <laughs> I work with these two
2: because I'm used
0: to parsing rambles.
2: Like he doesn't
0: ramble.
3: Ash, look, I'm like very middle of the road
2: rambly for the between the three of us. Pot calling the kettle what? <laughs> <laughs>
1: so it depends on the ramble you're talking about. That's fair. overall length of ramble. I Lee Winico wins hands you. down.
0: Yeah. No question.
1: If yeah. we go with that, you're close second. I don't tend to ramble as long as either of you do, I don't think. But I went first place for rambling to the point where I lose track of what the hell I was saying. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that one I get first place for.
2: Epic value there, because <laughs> you yeah. Juanita yeah. 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 just rambles long enough that we don't know what he's talking about anymore. Yeah. Like, he still knows what we but we have no idea. Like,
0: that's- it's getting close to the lengthy part when I say, don't worry, this is going somewhere. Yeah, and then, and then I hit the sweet spot when Glenn says at the end of it, oh my God, that actually did come around. Good job, <laughs> <laughs> That actually worked. That
2: made sense.
1: I leave uh, out the fact that it still took 10 minutes longer than necessary.
2: Yeah, I uh, oh, for sure. Yeah. Quibble. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mr. Myers. It is, in fact, your turn, though.
1: I was excited to see that you have an entire bundle of journaling solo playbooks or games. My question is, could you give us a, uh, an overview of the journaling games in your bundle to include which one is your favorite and why?
3: Oh, you had to ask the hard question, didn't you?
1: <laughs> I did. One of us was going to I gave do you the easy one last time. Oh, can,
3: can I change it to why I have trouble choosing between this, that, or the other? What I like most about the each one? Because, Al.
1: <laughs> I'm going to say yes and no. And I say yes and no because I'm thinking about your bundle. And I'm thinking about whether or not I want it back. So I want you to tell me which one's the one I want to play.
3: All right. Let's see. Here. Monster Realm student exchange program. I really like that because it questions more about why are we friends with the people we're friends with? Why are we frenemies? Why, are we, why don't we get along with this person? It's pretty much a chance to, it's a card-based game, prompt game, where you get to go to a school of monsters and you draw a card. The suit decides the kind of relationship you have with them. And the number decides what kind of monster it is and then you roll 3d6 for different characteristics of the monster and i just i think this is a fantastic game to play with younger players as well because i think it's good to question why don't i like this person are they really that different from me or is this really something we can't work out together and things like that or why am i friends with this person Oh, yeah, because they're awesome to me, whatever it is. So I love Monster Room for that. Parlay was my second game that I ever created. It's based on the second guest system. And that one asks the question of, is it better or worse to know thy enemy? And the questions are a combination of world building. What is your enemy? Is it a bunch of chess pieces that are anthropomorphic? Or are they, is it one person? Is it a bunch of toy soldiers? But also things like, what did what started this war that you're parlaying over? Do you still feel the same way? How much do you actually know the ones that you're warring against? And then at the end of the game, it's, are you going to go back to the war? Or are you actually going to be able to declare peace? Because you've learned enough that this fighting seems ridiculous, or you learn too much and You obviously need to go back, obviously, need to go back to war with this person. So I love how that really also gets you to stop and think. Eldritch Pets is also included. A ton of fun, a completely different take on the second guest system, including a different take on the counting system for it. You find a little bundle of adorable horribleness, and (laughs) you're trying to raise it, and you're trying to make it a good little creature, but you have to track your own sanity, even as you track this little monster horrors corruption and depending on how you do by the end of the game either you're able to stop your little eldritch pet from being fully corrupted and taking over the world or you wind up wanting to take over the world with them so it's goofy it's fun the prompts are hilarious special thanks to our box board games and angel from beth and angel make games for helping with that adventurers or spite is a lot more lightweight And it's just rolling a bunch of prompts because your adventurer is now in a tavern somewhere just having some drinks and sharing stories. And you can either play it with a complete with a total group of friends, just completely filling out the stories wherever you want. They can ask you questions to throw you off your game and you get to counter as creatively as you can. And then at the end, whoever has the most entertaining story as voted by the group gets a free drink. So that one's a lot of fun
1: that one sounds pretty cool i like that just the concept of adventure adventures respite just listening to yeah. that that's pretty good <laughs> nice, yeah. i also funny. liked adorable bundle of horribleness that was fantastic
3: <laughs> also ambivalent road trip and enchanted blend fall into the same purse because ambivalent road trip is about working through different complicated feelings about someone that you know and you're in the driver's seat as you're envisioning this so you, it's keeping you in complete control in case things start to go sour and Enchanted Blend is if you're having a hard day or if you need a boost for this big day that you're having, then you get to add a little magic into a warm drink. And that one's fantastic. Is either visualization or writing or even someone you love. When they come home from a hard day, making them their favorite hot drink and just talking with them about putting some magic in it. I fell into an Isekai once. Is It falls into the... I went to Japan once type of games, and it's being able to go on an adventure and all these different scenarios in a fantasy world and being able to just go absolutely wild with that. And at the end, the idea, if you journal this out, you'll have a whole story that you can share with your friends about your trip to an entirely new fantasy world. So if I had to pick a favorite, I've done more versions of Enchanted Blend that I think I have any of my other games I've made a mosaic fragment for it I have the bookmark for it that actually uses the page numbers in your book to decide what bit of magic you get in your drink I've done the full page of it I've done a business card quest version for it
1: sounds like you've picked your favorite
3: yeah (laughs) (laughs) Eldritch Pets was probably the most fun to create Eldritch
1: Pets sounded like a blast too
3: It absolutely was. I actually had that idea for a couple of years, and it was talking with a few other creators that was like, "Oh my god, I can actually make this work."
1: (laughs) That's where the spends a lot of of time in their cars.
2: Yeah, Yeah. As someone that spends a lot of time in his car. The fact that you have a game called Ambivalent Road Trip is that's enough for me. That's the kind of game that I would buy, like without knowing the content, just like Ambivalent Road Trip. I'm sure that I can get behind that game, like regardless of what the game is. That's that's fantastic. So
1: I'm not sure, man. I'm a little ambivalent about it. I'm not. (laughs)
0: <laughs> he Glenn's on the fence I as I'm listening to those titles the first thing I thought of as you were explaining Eldritch pets, pets was Glenn's character from Babies and Broadswords I need Glenn to play that game <laughs> with that voice and just run hog wild with that or whatever the, whatever type of creature he was I forget what kind of creature otter kid. wild uh, I suppose uh, otter I wild. It, was. Yeah, it was outer this world is what it was <laughs> awesome. Um, awesome. Yeah,
3: yeah some recommended pets are Catthulu for example Dog <laughs> dog, 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 soft.
0: Yeah, nice. Nice. Cat, <laughs> cat I, okay, I actually think my daughter's cat blue falls into that category. That's genius. I but for me, as you're reading through those, I really like the idea of Adventurer's Respite. And what I thought was not that sound cool? What I thought about that was two things. One, what an amazing actual play to do for YouTube. Just a couple podcasters sit around and play that game in some kind of character that they develop through the game and just take an hour to do that. I think that would be fun. Like – whatever kind of genre you wanted to do. I would try my best not to fall back on a solid go-to, which would be Larone from our aliens game. Cause I think I would just absolutely win no matter what, but I would try to come up with something that would be pretty cool. And I think that would be a lot of fun to do. Josh, please put that somewhere on some board on some card somewhere. Cause like we need to consider that.
2: Um, <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah.
0: But I also was thinking that what a great adventure for any TTRPG group, whether they are doing high fantasy, modern or anywhere in the world. And especially for those of us in the actual play space, if you're really looking for how do you get that role play up and how do you make that kind of interesting and get people to really dig in where you have great characters built already and you have great storylines going, this is the, how do you get the energy of the Dragonlance's meeting sextant back? You do this like they did around the campfire where, at the beginning of the dragons of autumn twilight. And that could be your adventure starter. If you did a session zero and then started your whole campaign with, and now you're, this is how your group meets. That's hot.
3: That would be awesome. Like
0: I think anybody who plays any tabletop game, regardless of system, it doesn't matter if you're on Aislinn station in one of the mess halls or Kenford on the US enterprise D like Every TTRPG group needs a game like that and have that episode in a bottle.
1: Right. Because even somebody coming out of a Robotech mech is still going to wind up and... Minmay's a bar or a cafeteria, yeah. telling stories to their friends about their last mission. No.
0: Minmay's family's bar before before the Zentradi came in, and and the SDF. Thank you. I couldn't bar. remember
1: the name of the, I couldn't remember whose family or the name of the bar either one, but Minmay's <laughs> Min family.
0: I, I don't you. think they named the bar in the U.S. episodes, but or the restaurant. It was their family restaurant, but yeah, there are just so many applications. I cannot think of any IP really cool. that doesn't have an episode in a bottle that needs it. Hell. There's at least fifteen Seinfeld episodes that are this game. They did this they effectively did this standing in line for the Chinese Chinese restaurant. One right. of the, so one of I'm making kind of a list. note
3: to myself, thanks to you guys, about making a sci fi version.
0: Thank you. You're cool. Welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yep. Free yep. of charge. I offer it from my heart to yours. Ah. <laughs> I
1: love it. Hey, right. collaboration often breeds inspiration. We that's a fantastic there is thing.
3: It's holiday respite in the Christmas and July bundle. So
1: Nice. I like it. Awesome. I like okay.
2: It. All right, speaking of of collaboration, we have time for a short round 3, I believe. So uh, lightning round esque as it were. Light, lightning <laughs> round esque Maybe not like truly lightning round, but certainly certainly no no college essays here.
0: 17. Yep. An 11. I'm rocking an 8.
1: So We know you've got the crowdfunder coming out. It's actually going to start before this episode airs. Anybody listening, go check it out. The page should be up by the time you're hearing this. And I know that you pretty much make games in your sleep, dreaming them up and then tucking them away into files and finishing and filling them (laughs) out later. So there's got to be some stuff in the hopper. And I like teasers. So I got to know what's next for Lucky Newt Games. What's coming out of your little design pockets what exciting new stuff can we look forward to in your next crowdfunder?
3: Okay, so next crowdfunder, I'm hoping for zine month in February. And I'd like it to be my first physical reward. When I first made One Cranky Dragon, I always pictured it on a poster kind of deal. It's looking like a, an old map, and you have to follow the trail to the different exercises. And I'd like to do that. The big one is gonna be making Whistling Wolf Cafe a physical game that can go on shelves. Like just professionally done. A lot of task cost analysis is gonna have to be done for that. That's one of my big goals. Another one is to make Tea Harvest a physical game that can go on shelves. As well as before I do that, making the multiplayer version of that game. It's currently just solo version. And I learned from Whistling Wolf Cafe that you can't just take the solo version and slap it on to multiplayer. So that's gonna have to be play tested. And then the big TRPG goal is my partner and I have had this idea for an Elemental Kitsune game. The Elemental Kitsune are from the universe that we've been building since 2008. We would love to make it into an actual RPG. It has its own history. It has its own magic system. Just all these awesome things. And the biggest issue we've had is trying to find the right system for it. And I think we might have found it. But there's going to have to be a lot of playtesting involved before we're going to be comfortable committing to that so five-year goal three big goals is whistling wolf cafe physical tea harvest physical and the elemental kitsune ttrpg
1: okay and a full ttrpg
3: we're talking full if you're talking about
1: a world you built you've been building since 2008 that's going to be a hefty project that's not going to be something small
3: exactly so
1: i'm looking forward to it that sounds like a good time
2: thank you it does sound like a good time all right. So I am going to, to trot out the question that I ask all of my favorite interviewees. And I think that you may be the exception that may not actually have an answer to this. But I'm going to throw that out anyway and see what happens here. Because you make so many games, I'm not sure that you actually have ever encountered this this phenomenon. But <clears throat> if an IP of your choice... Came to you with the bucket of money and said, Laura, and Lucky New Games, I want you to make the game for my intellectual property. What would that intellectual property be? What is the dream game that you wanted to make or want to make?
3: I would love to remake. Is a remake allowed? Yeah, sure, absolutely. Not? Totally. I would love to remake a game for the Mistborn trilogy. Brandon Sanderson's Mistborn trilogy, his Cosmere universe is absolutely mind-blowing. I specifically want to zero in on Mistborn because it's the magic system that he has built into the story is mind-boggling with this give-and-take, push-pull, opposing forces. And it's so rich in story and history. There's so much you could do with it. I would say the Stormlight Archives, but I would be overwhelmed to the upteenth degree. (laughs) Wouldn't even know where to start with that. But yeah, that would be my ultimate. If I could get the cojones to do it, it would be Brandon Sanderson's Mistborn. Nice. Awesome. Great answer. She had one one right off the cuff. She didn't have to spend a lot of time
1: worrying over it.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Perfect. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
3: I haven't had very many favorite authors in my life. Brandon Sanderson's one of them.
2: Yeah. I can dig that. I can dig that. Yeah. All right, Mr. Miller, take us home. It's always, it's been a pleasure.
0: Second time you've been here and thank you very much for coming here. My co-hosts have stolen every question that I could have asked at the course. (laughs) That would normally leave me without a question, but I guess I will leave you with this. With all of the things that are going on and we're going to get all your socials and where they can find you and all of that here very shortly. My question is, when it comes to the quick business side of things, because you've talked a lot about that tonight, both before the show and during some of your answers, it's clearly a focus is being business savvy and being a good business person and partner with your partner. What are some of the goals that you have from a business standpoint as far as how you interact with folks? What are What is the best version of how you would interact with fans, other creators, other collaborators in in, in the social media world? And, And like, where do you see that? Where do you see yourself in that scope in over the next year? Obviously, social media is a turmoil currently, and it's rapidly changing. Do you see yourself moving to different social media platforms, leaving old platforms behind? Like where can we be looking for you in the weeks, months, years to come?
3: Okay, so actually in the past couple months, I've been working on this. I have tried Mastodon before, didn't fall into the right group on Mastodon. It's a finicky thing. feel like I found the right group now. So I'm on there. I'm trying, failing, but trying to get started on Instagram. I have a Tumblr account. I have a TikTok account that I'm probably not going to post anything on, but I do want to start following other creators there. And I am on Twitter still.
0: We, We chat there from time to time. We catch up.
3: Yep. And it's interesting because I got my start on Twitter. I get a lot of great interactions on Twitter. I'm probably going to be sticking around there for as long as I can. But I am going to be trying to build the habit of posting in Mastodon, Instagram, and Tumblr a lot more often than I do. I do also have my own Discord server, Lucky Newt Jams phenomenal creators on there. I have a lot of fun talking with them, being inspired by them. It was actually Jason from Mythforge Games who's in the server who created the system for the game that I'll be adding to the TTRPG bundle. And I got to be able to give him feedback on that creation, which was a ton of fun. Excellent. So those are going to be my main places, at least at this point in time. All
0: right. So,
3: no no threads at this? No r- threads. I've got a warning From another individual that there's a lot of the security there is pretty iffy yeah and this is a hundred percent hearsay for on my part I don't know but I'd rather let the dust settle let them fix things and then I'll more than likely make my way there too okay
2: cool thank you yep cool all right, Laura, this has been an awesome time. Thank you so very much for coming on here tonight to go ahead and talk about this. We're really looking forward to this. And can you let us, let everybody out there know how they can find the crowdfunder campaign that you're running and how they can interact with it and interact with, you already gave us your socials a minute ago here, but how can they find the crowdfunder campaign?
3: The crowdfunder campaign is under the name Lucky Newt Bundles of Fun. And I actually have the, the, the custom URL that yep. is crowdfunder.com slash bundles of fun. One word. We'll
2: cool. make sure to put that in the show notes down below. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah. All right, Uh, Laura, like I said, uh, an awesome time. Thank you so very much for coming on here tonight. Let's take a look at the calendar here and see what is coming up next. Let's see. Okay, Tuesday of next week, the third part of the latest episode of Star Trek Preservations, A Nest of Cedars, will be airing on Actual Play Tuesdays. And then on Friday of next week, we have our interview with Jen Sutcliffe talking about Savage Worlds games, so that's going to be a good episode. We haven't even recorded it yet, but I'm super looking forward to that, to having Jen on so that'll be a good time. Yeah, that's next week on the channel. Thank you very much, Laura, for popping in here. Appreciate you taking some time tonight to go ahead and talk about it. Everybody out there listening, go check out Lucky Newt Games over on CrowdFunder and make sure to, to get in on the action over there. All right, that's our show for tonight. Have a wonderful night. Thanks again, Laura. Great talking with you again. Yeah.
1: It was absolutely, good conversation. Good night, yeah. all.
2: Good night, all. Thanks so much. Thank you for joining us. This has been Tabletop Journeys. We would love to hear your feedback on our show today. Join us at www.ttjourneys.com, where you can subscribe to the blog to leave comments and see all the content that we publish beyond the podcast. You can also stay in touch by
1: subscribing to our Twitter, Tumblr, or Instagram at Journeys, joining our Facebook group, Tabletop Journeys, or by sending an email directly to podcast at ttjourneys.com. Our full episodes come out every week on Friday, and every Tuesday features actual play and gameplay showcase episodes. Looking for early access? You can support the show and get episodes before everyone else at www.patreon.com forward slash TT Check it out today and see all the awesome benefits we bring to our supporters. Lastly, if you're
0: listening to us on Stitcher, iTunes, Podchaser, Spotify, or Audible, you would really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe to the podcast on that platform. Thank you for listening and for being a part of our growing community. And we bid you fair tides, friends, for Legends a week.